Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, bitch? What's up, bitch? What's up, bitch? How you feeling? I was feeling good until I got called the B word thrice in the first eight <laughs> seconds of the show. But um, I'm feeling all right. We're one hour early than normal for our guest today, which is already killing my vibe. But <laughs> if he delivers, then uh, I mean, if they deliver, <laughs> then all will be forgiven. No pressure. I didn't know an hour could throw you off like that. I know you're a real kind of creature of habit but even an hour it's uh it's it's smack dab in my gym window where i'm not able to really enjoy myself i see have you thought about getting up earlier (laughs) but the problem is is the dog walking well i mean i thought the whole point of living with someone is that they do that if you can't um co-parenting i co-co-parenting i mean (laughs) (laughs) that's you know I thought 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 that was the whole idea is that you kind of share the responsibility. Yeah, I mean, this is a this we could have this whole conversation for the. I mean, this conversation could take the entire episode if we really want to. Maybe we should wait for our guest, uh, <laughs> sure. uh, a fellow partnered partner. Well, I've heard I've heard about actually. I, I know that he used to be uh, like me, a dog hater, and has now been turned. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so we we can talk about this. Do I you mean, have that on your notes? Uh, no, I was talking to uh, I was talking to Ryland earlier about a little intel, and he was like, "You know, what's funny is he he represents both you and Jason, not only in the New York L.A. way, but also in the in the way that uh, he used to not be a dog guy, and now he's a big dog guy. So you just have to meet. Apparently, you just have to meet the dog for you. So much much like Jason, I guess there's no good way to put it. Uh, became a dog lover for a little piece of pussy is what the right the right <laughs> well i think maybe the y- yes i mean i think you, we'll do we'll do something i like, I like that you you've we'll do done that a little piece of change you've done that for a few different pieces of change which we don't have to talk <sighs> thank about thank god i edit this podcast <laughs> <laughs> i have uh <laughs> final say oh god i couldn't help myself no no no, yeah, no it, but it's true right. it's true but i mean it, that's what it really all boils down to is just the right partner and when i say a piece of pussy that is a blanket statement that covers any anyone who may have to possibly you know do something in their relationship that they normally wouldn't do because you love the other person or you care about the other person or they want something bad enough that you are willing to compromise Mm -hmm. i love compromise personally i don't think you do that that's not true i love compromising i'm really good at it especially in our relationship people who love compromising don't say that sentence i love compromising by the way maybe maybe that's true but i didn't need (laughs) you to point that out Um, people who are giving sociopathy (laughs) are though i sent you something earlier uh to the group chat about hats hats literary hats people are wearing female authoresses tj voice names on a dad hat embroidered is it is it females only though or do they have fellows on there yes too? 
Oh, okay. No, it's female. It's females only. Okay. So like basically you roll up to, you know, you roll up to the bar mm-hmm. and your date is wearing a Zadie Smith hat. Mm-hmm. Does that almost guarantee that you're not going to score <laughs> or do you th- like, what do you think? How bad do you think this is? Like, how bad can it be? Like if if you if you show up and and your your chick got on a Rachel Cusk hat, I don't even know who that is. I, if I well if I see it, if I, mean, I see if I'm if I'm on a hypothetical first date and I meet somebody at a a local Brooklyn cafe where I'm not allowed to bring my tripod anymore, which I just think is fucking stupid. <laughs> but I'm I'm being set up and the 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 person who is wearing the hat is wearing a hat of an authoress that I am familiar with. We'll we'll call it a Zadie Smith. It will it'll raise an eyebrow, but I would I would I will look at it as a challenge accepted scenario because in my mind, any woman who would be wearing a hat like that is not going to really be into whatever type of shit I'm going to be shoveling them for the next hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, so to me, it's just yeah, like, yeah, you're, you're t- <laughs> you know, let's see if I could bowl a 300 game or like, let's see if I could pull off a 900 yeah. Tony yeah. Hawk style, whatever it may be. Okay. Well, I can't wait. I, I would love for you to it's like an exhibition match. None of this matters anymore because of that. Hat. I would love to walk into kitchen mouse in Highland park and see <laughs> a fella in his his Carhartts and you know Blundstones, kind of trying to chat up a beautiful young woman in a Joyce Carol Oates kind of beautiful. Is white this is this the fe- dad hat? <laughs> is this the, that, that's what dreams are made of? Is this the female equivalent of the 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 man bringing yes. a book to read alone at a bar? Yes. Also, though, I think everyone knows this, and and it's true. You not everyone can pull off the the hat. You know what I mean? It's like oh, hell no. you have to find your style. You you know, it's it's a tough thing to figure out. Like most of these fucking chicks look like Dan Keaton wearing this hat. You know what I mean? That that's 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 what I'm saying. I think that like you have to be careful wearing the hat, not only by what it projects to uh, possible suitors, male, female, or otherwise, but also how it fits the shape of your melon. Because traditionally, <laughs> you know, men have been able to throw in a cap to cover up our hair or lack thereof, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Women have embraced this trend, obviously, in, in the modern time, which is something I really support, unless you're pulling up <laughs> in the supreme new era. You know, then, then we have a problem. What if what if you're pulling up in the bad hair day? <laughs> snapback. No, I saw one of those at the gym yesterday, and I was like, oh, damn. The bad hair day snapback. Well, I saw a funny hat thing today at the gym, too, that I tweeted about. I saw a guy in good shape, uh, but he was wearing a new era bucket hat but flipped up. Okay. Um, you mean you got it for the visibility purposes, I guess? I don't know. I think for swag purposes, but I think maybe also visibility purposes. But I was like, what do you... He was pretty buff, good looking. I mean, he was obviously wearing some Viore joggers, so he needed some help. But I was like, this is... I've never seen... In all my years of going to the gym, I've never seen somebody wearing a bucket hat to lift weights. <laughs> Well, especially quote getting after it, right? Not just kind of there to stretch and take photos, yeah. and stuff, But somebody who seemed to be putting in the work. Yeah, he kind of had a like a, a yeah, he had a kind of southern vibe, mustache, but good looking, buff. Like you know, I would hit, but yeah. I was just surprised by that choice. And See, this seems like your version of the challenge accepted. So when when I was saying I go on a blind date, hypothetically, the Zadie Smith hat pops up, and I'm like, okay, let's go same thing for you like can i turn this bucket boy and you know if i could do this then anything's possible kind of thing anything is possible <laughs> that's true because you said he was hot so it's like did you feel a little i can change him or it was like 
Like the fact that he needs to be changed is why I'm hard. Like there's a lot of layers to this shallot. I was more I was more thinking why did you do this? Like how did you come to this decision? Is this your only hat? How bad is what's underneath the hat? Like is this What's the significance of the flip up? What's the significance of the flip up? Like unless you're going kind of myambiolic style, mm-hmm. I was confused. I was confused by this choice, but nothing's more confusing than than pulling up to than pulling up to a Brooklyn cafe and and sitting across from your hinge date in a Lydia Davis hat. We do have a guest today, um, and uh, and this is this one's this one's been a little bit of a long time coming, hasn't it, Jason? Actually, I don't really know. I don't me- I don't meddle in the bookings. Well, I mean, we 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 have a relation. We know this person. You know what I mean? Yeah, I am friends with him. And you are too. We're friends with him, um, and he is uh, one half of the uh, duo Chromio. Um, you may know him as Dave One, um, the the Saint Laurent funk lord, the Celine wearing <laughs> the Saint Laurent daunt. Yeah, the I mean, former professor at Columbia turned funk lord. Um, <laughs> Chromio has been uh, obviously beasting for literally years, like since because we're probably peers with with Dave, like age wise. Yeah, I saw I saw a recent post that they had, it, this is like their twentieth or thirtieth anniversary or something like that. Really? I mean, I, they've been they've been playing together since they were like teenagers. So yeah, no, it's it's really impressive to have that long of a, a run. Brother of a uh, fellow turntablist a track trenzel as i like to refer to him yes mm-hmm. um just two titan french speaking titans uh from our friend to the north yeah um but yeah i'm, I'm excited to get into it with him because i know he's we have a lot in common he's new york la the dog stuff we talked about former uh former vice magazine early early guy at vice magazine i want to hear some vice yes. stories i want to hear some hashtag yes, yes. tour life stories i mean let's not let's not be yeah, of course some and also talk. he's He's a Burbank kind of aficionado. I know he doesn't live there, he, but his studio is there. His lab, the, the, the lab, lab, the funk lab is there. The, fun, the funk lab, the la, the funk lair is in Burbank. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bet I, I I don't know how much funk has come from Burbank, but we're gonna find out today. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give Dave one a call. Get into all of this and more. How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me, and uh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are. So many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash howlong. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, 
hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. All right. All right. How long gone? Uh, we're here with, with Dave One. Thank you for joining us. Are you coming to us? from the the layer in burbank no no i'm on tour currently i'm in atlanta georgia you're in my hometown in a hyatt regency it looks like how's it going <laughs> basically yeah it kind of looks like that doesn't it mm -hmm. um uh, <laughs> nominally better but i'm actually i'm actually gonna i think i'm gonna move back to the high-end regency uh uh caliber of hotels because nowadays boutique hotels they banned all the room service mm -hmm. you know like they, they yeah you got a postmates and stuff so i'm gonna go back to like old school hotels where i know there's 24 hour caesar salads yeah no no this is something we talk about i all need the a, i need an awful club sandwich at 4 a.m and uh, that's just how it is but so okay i have a lot of questions i guess let's go um are you are you don't seem like the room service kind of guy first of all see you guys have a misconception about me i think <laughs> And that's why you're on the show. Yeah. That's why I got to get into it now. Wow. What is, whoa, that was, that was strange. He, he drinks a gallon of milk every day. No, it's just water. I'm just, I'm just, you know, got, you got the jug, you got the jug on deck. This is every, <laughs> this is every day. It's the only way to, it's the only way to keep it measured correctly. Yeah. We have a lot of misconceptions about you. All of your conceptions about us are correct though. They're just conceptions. <laughs> I've got, I've got no conception. Okay. But no conception. Yeah. I'm a, so I'm a, I'm a big uh, no, I'm a huge room service kind of guy. You guys think I'm bougie, right? So you th you think you think I'm like out here, like you know, this is the only water in the room, of course, and, and I've got a, and I'm like postmating from like the only like French restaurant in Atlanta, and then calling them back because the Bayarnaise is cold. None of this is true. None of this is well, true. You, you, well, okay. you are wearing a suit in a hotel room in the afternoon yeah, yeah but, this, but this is this is my version of me playing into it you know what i mean like i was yes, i was yes. either yes, gonna course. do i was either gonna do the puff daddy robe or the suit and then oh that would have been nice but that then i was like nice. i'm gonna wear this for the meet and greet later so i just might as well wear it but yes mm. yeah i i'm playing into the stereotype with that one but i'm not surprised that i'm not actually i didn't i mean as of as a fellow member of the bourgeoisie i would never judge on something like that I would say that you've been touring so long that you've learned what works for you. And that's why you have to pick your battles as far as food goes. No, I don't like Postmates. I, I do not like Uber Eats. I don't like Postmates. In that case, the food really comes in cold. Yeah. And it's like, I don't have, I don't like it. I like room service. It's there's so, I love chicken wings. I love Caesar salads. Mm -hmm. I love like, you know, just the, the, their generic chicken um i i like it it's really comforting to me a housemaid club okay. a housemaid no so club. so that's what it is it's the comforting 
is what I think the connection for you is. Yeah, it's also delicious. It's also really good. Okay. I mean, it's it's weird. It's weird that, you know, like, I mean, not to get into music and stuff, but like, it's weird. <laughs> like, you guys have known me or, you know, we've been in similar circles for so long. And then, like, but, you know, with with my work, it's like always been this highbrow, lowbrow thing. But then when people think about me, they just keep the highbrow. <laughs> Like uh, that, that look as if I'm not. Dave, you know what I'm saying, Dave. That's a that's a, half. I would I would say that <laughs> I would say that's a positive overall. <laughs> I would say it's well, a positive. Well, I, I think overall. a lot think, of that can be uh, chalked up to the fact that you are in a duo where one person it's it's different now, but in the original days, you know, you were wearing the fancy tailored suits, and right. he was kind of dressed a little more casually and hip hoppy. Yeah. So yeah. it's a little more. The roles were more clearly defined. Yeah. And kind of the same thing for Chris and I. I'm a little bit of a low life, and he thinks that he's a little bit more of a, you know, bourgeoisie <laughs> he thinks, member. He thinks. <laughs> he thinks that. I I don't. I wore a Gorilla Biscuit shirt today to kind of keep it real, you know, with with the audience. Yeah, because we, all, we I, all know that the shirt is is the the token of realness, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's obviously what it is exactly yeah right. that's why i spend all the money on these shirts yeah, this course. shirt unfortunately costs as much as your shirt exactly <laughs> having the skateboard over your shoulder how are, how are you doing fellow, <laughs> yeah, fellow yeah, kids? what's up fellow children so are you you guys i didn't know you guys were on tour right now is this is this a big one or is it kind of some spot dates no no it's a big one it's like five weeks six weeks and five weeks in the u.s and then we go to australia for a week so yeah it's it's our first wait when are you going to be in australia sorry to interrupt last week of october Oh, funny you said that makes two of us, David. How long gone? Are you live? Serious? How long gone live in Melbourne? Nice. We'll be. We're gonna be in. We're gonna be in Melb the twenty eighth, and then we go to Sydney until like November third. Yeah, I feel like I'm in. I I, I feel like I'm in Melb the same day. Are you playing a festival? Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? Harvest Harvest Fest. Harvest Fest. Harvest Fest. <laughs> yeah, that's Harvest. That sounds Sydney like Harbor. okay. Well, we can link for some some Avo or something. Yeah, yeah, I would love to link in Australia. Yeah. So, uh, that's I don't. That's cool. I, I guess that you guys do. You guys stay in a hotel every night. So again, this is going to play into the stereotype. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I'm the only one who stays in the hotel. P loves the bus. <laughs> Loves the bus. Um, but this is also because I'm six foot four. Loves the bus. No, he loves it. He truly loves it. This is it. You have to see his bunker. His bunkers, his, 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 and I call it a bunker, not a bunk. <laughs> this this guy's got, he's got Christmas lights. Mm -hmm. He's got a dry erase board. He's got Ralph Lauren sheets that he dry erase board. buys. He's got a dry erase board in his bunk with Christmas lights. I mean, he just loves it. Me, I don't like it because... A, I'm too tall. Mm -hmm. B, the real the reality is the bus leaves very late, mm -hmm. and you end up falling asleep at 4 a.m. And if I've got to do my little singing, you know, sort of like prancing thing, I like to be in bed by like midnight one latest. Sure, I wake up at nine, catch a flight, read the Economist, <laughs> show up at work. Like that's like my sort of like sanity thing. Okay, but so, he's uh, he's not on this bus alone because you guys have other members. No, of no, we got a whole crew. I just want I just want to imagine that he's alone on a bus. Yeah, yeah. Hypothetically, I love that idea. And then you're <laughs> yes. you're in the Delta Lounge of the Economist. Yeah, you sniff, you smell the croissant. And, ugh, throw it away. I don't. I don't fly. I don't. I don't fly Delta. But yes, okay. I'm in. A, I'm in a lounge. Well, that's your first. That's your first mistake, Air Canada. But the real question <laughs> I don't is, fly Air Canada. Go on. Private? No, you fly private? no. What, what I fly United. There you go. I fly. I don't like Delta. Anyway, go on, go on. Your Sorry partner, your partner, the crew, maybe some auxiliary musicians. You know, yeah. They they're on the bus. Yes. And you stay in a hotel and fly to every show and meet them there. Yes. 
This is very mm-hmm. cool. I've never heard. It's of kind it. of like uh, when the old married couples sleeping in separate rooms, kind of thing. Like we still love <laughs> yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah. We're rocking, but love we need a other. little space. That's exactly what <laughs> it you is. guys have spent a lot. You've spent more time with him, uh, with P, than anyone in your life, right? Anyone in my life. Yeah, thirty years. Thirty years talking every day. Yeah, that, that's that is quite an impressive run but that is crazy this is so is this something that obviously this requires a certain level of success to do because it costs more money etc but like have you been doing this for a while and you realize it worked for you or is this something you yeah no i I started doing that in like 2010 i did like the first couple of tours where we had a bus i did them on the bus and i i I wasn't sleeping and like i couldn't sleep in the bunk and like the ac was messing me up Mm -hmm. and like i wouldn't fit and it was crazy and then i was taking like ambient to fall asleep Mm -hmm. It sucked. Yeah. So then I was like, you know, at first I paid for my own flights and hotels. And then luckily, like the budgets were better yeah, yeah. that we could factor it in. No, mm-hmm. that's great. I, yeah. I think it's smart to prioritize your health because, you know, I would be, yeah. I think I'm in a similar, I would do the same thing. If that was an option to me, yeah. I would absolutely do the same thing. I don't understand. People romanticize the bus. Some people and like the whole it. Thing. Some people like it. It's, it is, it could be, yeah, I don't, I, I, it just doesn't work for me. But, you know, sometimes a couple of nights, per tour where you don't have flights direct flights because there's got we have a whole system it has to be a direct flight so there's gonna be a connection then i'd rather take the bus Mm -hmm. but so sometimes you know if you go play bonnaroo on a tour stop you can't fly there easily so then i'll be on the bus and that one night is like the funny slumber party it's fun yeah yeah yeah. oh look who decided to come slum it yeah yeah exactly exactly (laughs) exactly hey hollywood you know what's really cute hollywood you know what's really cute is that p keeps a bunk for me in the event (laughs) And it's next uh-huh. to his. It's next to his, and that. So he That's put, nice. He puts all his equipment in there, like whatever's in surplus. He's so <laughs> cute, and he he. So every night, you know, I got my little leather jacket, and when I finish playing, it's kind of moist or drippy with sweat. Sure. He puts it in my bunk for it to dry. He's got a whole system, and nobody can touch oh my bunk. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it's really cute. It's very adorable. This is like uh, like when the the kid dies in high school, and the parents preserve the room with all the stuff, all the posters. <laughs> Just in case. I was thinking of less morbid analogies. I didn't need to go dead. Let's let's say he's gone off to university. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Let's say that. He's gone off to university. Yeah, after after touring for this many years and all these different times, like what are you, like nowadays, I guess in, in 2023, what do you have to do to make your tour shine and stand out and be new and different than it was before as we have to kind of keep reinventing ourselves every album cycle right the show there's not a lot of jamming and improvisation or anything like that i i compare our show to like a figure skating routine Mm. where you perfect it and we perfect all the bells and whistles and the lighting cues and the track order and what's going to get the best reaction out of the crowd and from city to city you decide to put this song here this song there extend this one Mm. put different Mm -hmm. cues and after that it's going to be the same exact thing it's going to be the same show because once we nailed it, it's like you've got your figure skating routine. And then the only challenge becomes getting it perfect every night. And if we get it perfect mm-hmm. every night, we did good. If there was a technical issue or I messed up a guitar solo or whatever, then it's not, then it, the judges will give you a, us a six. But I want to, <laughs> sure, I want to sure, perfect sure, sure. The, <laughs> the figure skating routine and get it, you know, dialed in. You want to stick the landing, stick, stick the, the landing. Yeah, exactly. That's the challenge for us. And the, and the desire to stick that landing is so great that you're able to 
overlook any other improvisational things or spontaneous moments. Yeah, no, I, I, it, that was never our thing. I might say, I mean, the banter is a little more spontaneous, of course, and like just like sort of our move, yeah, yeah. our movements or whatever. But like this, it's never yeah. been the the mandate of our band. You know, I I love this. I'm I'm anti uh, improvisation as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I find that every once in a while I'll go see somebody that I love, and I'm like. I didn't need the 15 minute version of this song. I really like the three and a half minute version. Yeah. That, I think that's why, I think that's why when the, 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 I mean, I think that's why like in the early strokes days, you know, it, it, they shocked a lot of people because they, when you heard the show, it was exactly like the album. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I was in awe of that meticulousness, the discipline, the rigor and the attention to detail, you know, but that's the kind of person I am. I'm very, um, yeah. Cartesian and sort of academic. I just saw them recently, and I'm very impressed that they're able to look as disinterested as they do and sound as good as they do. It's an it's unbelievable how best, good best, they sound. Best rock and roll band of our generation. It's it's crazy. It yeah. really is crazy. Yeah. It really the, is. Crazy. I mean, the goat. You're over here smiling on stage like a fool. <laughs> you look like you want to be there. You look like you're enjoying yourself. <laughs> I think it just works for them, and I've got my shtick that works does. for me. You know, it's just it's no, just, it's, a, it's a performance, right? And then the other thing that people say is like, "Oh my God, you're playing Coachella. Are you excited?" I'm like, I, I'm so not excited. I'm stressed. Number one and number two. <laughs> sure, sure. I, I mean, it's like it's like the the only thing that I could compare how I feel before I play a show would be like a chef in a restaurant. Like, okay, before service. Before service, you're focused, you're disciplined, and you want to make sure everyone had the best experience or whatever. Right, the best time, the best experience. Once you know that, you're happy. Mm. Until then, you're going to be grumpy and focused and like kind of like really concentrated. But like, I'm not excited until I know it went well. I'm 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 actually deeply. I could think of an array of emotions except for excitement that I'm <laughs> going through. I'm the going same from, way. Going from going from irritable bowel syndrome to grumpiness to jet lag <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to sleep. That you know, but excitement not so much. I'm you've you've got Drake's Drake's disorder as well with the gastro. <laughs> you have some gastro, gastro issues. issues. We're going to be taking a break. I put that on Instagram. I was like, this is this is medical proof of his Judaism. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Judaism and and Canadianism as well. Not to not to poo poo our friends up north. Pun intended. But Canadians have IBS. Is that a thing? Or do you mean like the candor, the candor with which he talked? About I think it? Canadians are just generally soft. Is is I think what he's trying to say. Hmm. <laughs> Would you disagree? You know, not as many hot Cheetos and Takis are consumed in Vancouver than than they are. In yeah, but we. No, but ketchup chips, vinegars, vinegar yeah. in your fries. Yeah. You guys never did vinegar in your fries. I used to pound a half a bottle in there. <laughs> the the, the okay. IBS is real up there too. Yeah, you know? no. <laughs> I used to pound. I like that's a real point of pride for you. And I'm, I saw the excitement in your face when you thought about that vinegar hitting the French fried yeah. potato. Yeah, and and I never noticed that was a British thing. You know, can, we're we're Brits. The malt vinegar. Yeah. I come down to that's the U.S. True. and I was like, "Where's the vinegar?" And they were like, "What are you talking about, bro?" Yeah, we you don't. Know, I mean, it was kind of a weird thing. There was a place I used to go to in Atlanta actually that had a, a vinegar French fry, and that was the first time I ever Bomb. had it, and it was such a treat. I agree because I didn't know what that flavor. I was unfamiliar with that flavor bomb bomb flavor <laughs> bomb flavor Tru truly a bomb flavor okay so um you don't really appear on podcasts ever no or you've done a couple of them right is that is that by design or just the way the cards shuffled out no 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 i i i i love i love the format and i wish i was 
invited to more. This is, I think, like my one of my first, or maybe my first long form one. Okay, um, well, let's look. Marin's going to call one day, and I'm glad you got to warm up with how long gone. You know, this is important. <clears throat> yes, but it's also good us. that you're like the if we were, were to pull up your IMDb of podcast appearances, basically like you guys did it. Yeah, you did not, a tiny nothing. desk concert and and said I'm out. So that's not a podcast. It's available as a podcast, but still, I guess yeah. I'm saying what you have done is oh, I see, is impressive and top of the pops. Yeah, I think I did one like a jam band comedy one at one point. I forget wh what it was called, but yeah, I haven't done that many. And if, I think this is my first Zoom one, but I, I'm glad you know we're starting starting at the top. That's right. That's a I only brought that up because I was surprised to see it when I was researching on on my Apple Podcasts and, and Spotify little. because yeah. you seem like a very like a, a guy who. Oh, I got would enjoy say, and, yeah, and excel. Yeah, you've got a lot to say. You've got, got opinions. So. <laughs> it's not, I got a lot and, of stuff and, to say. And we've got shit to debunk. There's a lot to debunk. Because oh, okay. I remember somebody, somebody was like, somebody once was like, yo, on How Long Gone, they mentioned you and they said you have a mid-century teak menorah. What? And I was like, I'm going to have to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, is that true? Did you say that, Chris? I mean, maybe. I, I'll, I'll say kind of anything. I, I need to consider the source on this, yeah, Dave. I don't know. This, this may have just been wishful thinking. Regardless uh, of if not, I said it or not, I'm going to take credit for that because that's actually very funny. So I'm going to take, take all the credit <laughs> for that. See, but that's I don't remember. It's, exactly it's, yeah and the, so that's this whole <laughs> mit, misconception thing because like well first of all it's also a little maybe it's a, i don't know if it's anti-semitic but it's it's borderline um, but i'm okay with that that's fine you can make it's those. not it's not not it's he not not yeah, any, yeah, yeah no yeah, that's coming from other, those other things no, see what you don't understand is that's coming from a place of respect and love is what that I know, is but, but because it, but i think it's cool Yes, yeah, but I don't. See me, I like the one I like the paper, the foil one that the okay. hostage gives you at the Bedford stop. Because I, yes, I don't yes, have one. Yes, yeah, the I real like one. that one. That's cool. Yeah, well, real or not real, everybody's got has got one. But mm -hmm. but yeah, I think I think um but I, I don't you know, I wore the suit to play into the, the whole bougie thing. Well, Dave, we've seen the Dave, we've seen the cribs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we've seen the cribs. This is not I'm not pulling that we're not pulling this out of our asses. No, no, you're you know, not. like no, you're not. You're spending the money on the furniture, you're doing all the stuff, and I, I respect it. And I I because is there a house in LA and New York? Uh the house in LA now, I don't I sold my own and so me and Alain Oh you did. Me and Alain share share that other one. And then yeah. my main my main place to stay abode is my my apartment in New York. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 it's true. It's it's um that's just what that is. It's it's <laughs> kind of my hobby. Interiors are kind of my uh, interior design or whatever, furniture. That's kind of like one of my hobbies. It's also, I mean, this is not, I'm not gonna Debougify the claim. In fact, I might be digging my own grave here. But uh, what had happened was when I was when I was an academic and I stopped being an academic, I felt like my world was so narrow. You know, I, I had spent like a decade and a half just studying like French literary criticism, and I, I didn't really know much about anything else. So then I started teaching myself mm. about you know whatever interiors, chairs, chair designers, whatever. And and you know I I, I was at a place with my band where you know we i could i could um i could start collecting some of those things so yeah that that's kind of so how are it you happened. buying are you, are you buying all the time still and like rotating no. okay you're not crazy no. once you finish I, you finish yeah once i finished i finished or or you know there might be one need for one little thing here and there but usually i have like this it's kind of funny i have a rotation between like what's in my place what's up i um my brother and i were able to 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 um 
get our parents a little house in the country outside of Montreal. Beautiful. And, and so, and then oh, to great. decorate it. So I put a bunch of like real cool kind of Brazilian stuff in there. I'm sure they, I'm sure they really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they They're like it or do you like it? Dave, this is really uncomfortable, but it looks cool, I guess. I don't know. There's a, that's what my dad says. And then my mom <laughs> says, no, no, David said we have to sit there. <laughs> Your dad's like, I told him I don't know how to use a rotary mixer. Why'd they put it in the living room? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up. Straight up. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's yes. so funny. Very much that. Very much that's that. That's cute. And then, but like, but, but, but to be fair, you know, like, um, I think, I think they remember the era where mid-century stuff was just kind of affordable, middle yeah, class. That's true. Like, that's true. You know, in their, in their time, like I could buy, I, I found stuff in Montreal that's incredible at a great price in a basement and stuff. Cause People still had that. This was like consumer, much like mid-century homes. They were that was their really IKEA like, back then. That was their IKEA back then? No. Yeah. So, so they they're old enough to remember. Like they were like, oh, okay, this is what you like when you were a kid. We had a bunch of that. Then we traded off in eighties for like this weird Memphis stuff that no one, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, well, but, Jason, it's similar to it's similar to like Sea Ranch to me. What is like mm -hmm. all of those homes were for basically second homes for like teachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is how it was totally. intended. Like they totally. were super affordable, and that was the whole idea. Yeah. And now it's because of design nerds, it's yeah. been turned into something else a little same, bit, same. but it's still retained. I mean, we're we're also kind of seeing it now recently, like with the fetishism of like Jettas, you know, mm -hmm. like those really dope like mm -hmm. Jetta, like you know Volkswagen, Golf. like a Volkswagen Jetta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Volkswagen Jetta. Okay, like okay. people are like, and I I look at them now with fresh eyes and i'm like this is bomb but you know this was kind of like a middle upper middle class car when we were coming out a jetta a jetta a jetta oh, in yeah, high yeah, school yeah. was volvo, volvo a hot chick car uh, mo most often like a jetta was kind of like that's kind of what it was yeah. but because it, it wasn't flashy it was kind yeah. of like well it's because everything that's made nowadays sucks every new car not every but a lot of them, 90 yeah. for percent of new cars look, look bad. bad like yeah if you want to buy a new range rover they all kind of look goofy except for the retro looking ones right yeah. but you i mean you look at a, a you know 2000 and earlier you're like pre 911 earlier yeah every range Fire. rover is just sick 60s 70s yeah. 80s 90s yeah and there's now always, it's just like ugh. yeah but there's always the question is of you know much like <clears throat> now like you know, where there's there's a renewed appreciation for like music from 2008. You know, maybe who's right. to say that you know people are gonna mm. love like 2006. Hey, look, we're we're all we're all benefiting from that right yeah, now. Yeah, we so are. Let's just kind of let that one let yeah. that one rock. Yeah, yeah. You know day and I mean? night remix. One. We're all benefiting from that still. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we're, all, we're all eating off the day and night remix. I mean, I, right. I, 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 yeah, I, not not a, not me and Alan, but we put that record out. You know. No, I know. I know. I know. I, well, why aren't you eating off it if you put it out? I tried to. I tried to ask Catch Dub. <laughs> a long time ago on an old episode how much money um <laughs> he got to get to buy out kid cuddy for the contract and he wouldn't answer me yeah i i wouldn't even know that but you know i don't expect was, you to answer i wasn't that was yeah I, that one i don't know my brother would know because he knows everything but but um yeah i, I think <laughs> i, mean, I think like yeah, he's like super but um yeah, I think it. You know, it ended. It ended. It was a complicated story, but luckily, yeah, that's you know, very complicated. Stuff like that is. I, it like, always is going to be. Yeah, it's always going to be. Whenever yeah, there's a hit, it's going to be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that's that, that's honestly. We call this year a good problem. Yeah, my my music career has very little issues. It's pretty chill. <laughs> Everything's chill. It's straightforward. I, I saw today that that Coldplay's like countersuing their ex manager for seventeen million. 
And I was like, guys, that is a lot of fucking money to be suing each other for. That that Crazy, means it man. went yeah, down. Yeah. That means it went down. I just I just heard finally what happened to um, Scooter Braun. Oh, what did you hear? I heard. Well, like you said before, it's not as exciting and and, mm. and sultry and salacious as you hoping it would be. But apparently, he said that all of his clients, the Biebers and the Arianas and everyone, were just they left bad at um cutting him his check mm. like he was he just got <laughs> sick and tired of like chasing down the invoices i guess and he's like you guys just fucking deal with it yourself like i like i can't have this be such a big part of my job yeah, but i don't know i don't it know seems odd though it's odd because like, business manager does that business yeah, manager does that like our money goes to the business manager the business manager cuts all the checks to everybody so i don't know we'll, have well to, maybe the business maybe the i mean maybe the business manager was in on it yeah that's that's what I, that sounds reasonable in some ways story developing story developing story developing yeah we got a fact. Independent research required. At that level, that. everybody's so rich. So you're like, oh <laughs> shit, did I forget to pay him? Like, no one's gonna yeah, actually. Right. Yeah. No one's not yeah. gonna eat if no one's uh, no one's looking at the Wells Fargo and like, damn, I need to <laughs> track down a couple of checks so I could yeah, yeah. pay yeah. my light bill. Ar this month. Ariana, you owe me two million. Like, what are we doing here? Like, I got, I need <laughs> <Yeah>. this money. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. That's like when I forget to pay the gardener on Venmo or something. You know, <laughs> totally. Yeah. No, that's the biggest problem. Well, what is the um. So what? How much time are you spending in LA? Not that much, or do, or have you? No. Okay. I I I spent a large part of this year uh, in LA because we do have that studio in Burbank. Mm -hmm. So I was working on the album, and I guess over the last like fifteen months or whatever, I was there a lot because we we have a smaller studio in New York, but the main one with all the keyboards and all the vintage stuff is in LA. Yeah. So yeah. that I I did spend a, a a whole lot of time there, but with friend of the show Ryland. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So over those 15 months, have you fallen in love with the city of Burbank? <laughs> no, not so much. And, I, you know, I tried living in L.A. for two years, and it, it, it really didn't sit with me. I get it. Look, the fact that I don't have a driver's license, <laughs> I know we're going you know, to go there. Yeah. It doesn't help, but I really, really, really like walking. Yeah. I love walking. And I, you know, it's it, it just like different places. I love seasons. It, it's not like to be the whole LA New York thing. I think for each person, but wait, like Chris, you're, you're, we do, we do both. I mean, we do both, but I, okay. it's kind of yeah. LA to me is, I love it. It's great. I can't wait to, I always can't wait to go. Yeah. But after a week or two, I'm a little bored. Oh, wow. Like I, I'm, I like walking. Yeah, nine days, is, nine I mean, days like, is my limit. The reason we live in Soho and it's a shit show is because I can walk everywhere. That's like the whole point is that I want to be able to walk to everything I want to do. But yeah. the, the, the charm of LA for me is more spending time with my personal trainer, getting a home cooked <laughs> meal from Jason. You know what I mean? Those are mm -hmm. the things that, that it's there's no culture being so my designated driver to <laughs> exactly. and from the san vicente bungalow see, like you see by the way you guys are you guys are more bougie than me like like dem jeans said that he's got a, a gardener you said you got a personal trainer your bike coastal i mean we're I, I don't know. You guys are giving me a hard time for the. There's a sauna. Yeah, exactly. You're getting. I'm here. I'm here staying at a Hilton. You're giving me a hard time for a mid-century menorah. I don't know. A lot to debunk today. We got a the, lot. The, the problem is, I mean, but we all know that you make much more money than we do. So I don't. I don't. You know, you could be doing this. I don't know. I don't know anymore. I, I guess you're. I, don't I mean, anymore. we don't have a business manager, but we also don't have anybody that needs to be paid out. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> exactly. You guys are like. You guys are worse than a DJ. You don't even need the the the, the flash drives. You need a mic. What are your expenses when you go do the Bowery sold out for three nights? You have no expenses. You have Ubers. I want to see that PNL. 
Don't forget about merch. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners... Our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Korea World is a new cookbook written by Dookie Hong and friend of the show, Matt Rodbard. The New York Times best-selling authors of the book Koreatown. Korea World is a vibrant exploration of the evolution of Korean cuisine, both in Korea and in Korea towns across the United States, with more than 75 bold, flavor-packed recipes and stunning photography. The authors take an inside look at the exciting evolution of Korean food through stories of chefs, home cooks, as well as recipes that are shaping modern Korean cuisine. The book begins in Seoul, where the barbecue scene is pushing into new territory and where the city's third wave coffee culture is exploding. The tour continues with late-night food adventures in Los Angeles, my hometown, and stops into the kitchens of innovative chefs from New York City to Portland who are putting modern spins on Korean classics. Recipes include giant short ribs, whole fried smash, rockfish, and pineapple kimchi fried rice. I'm sad I didn't get to name the foods and you did. (laughs) Korea World is essential reading for anyone curious about the future of food. Available wherever books are sold. We go to a lot of um, popular, yeah, there's expensive restaurants that do kind of take away from the bottom line. You know, the flights and the hotels versus the roughing it and everything. <laughs> but we still do rough it. Like I still bring a giant uh, duffel bag full of t-shirts to sell, and when we're doing a show in that's dope. Seattle or whatever, like that's dope. You know, so we're still doing that stuff. But you guys like have perfected a little bit the art of like traveling. Like you're you're not checking any bags anymore. You're just carry on only. Like that's you know, the problem with like merch. You kind of have to because merch, yeah, just, you like, can size. also ship it. No, you can ship it. Yeah, but it's it it's usually because of my Delta status. It's almost easier to to sure. just bring it and cheaper. I think in the long yeah, run. Yeah, we're, we're actually a in the couple of big guys. We can we can lug a duffel bag through. I mean, Dave, you know how it Jackson. is trying to travel with footwear. I mean, it's tough. I got these boots. I got these sneakers to work out. I mean, I don't. You know, it's tough for me. Uh, I have a system. I, I I wear. I have like two pairs of boots. One. Uh, I could fit one pair of sneakers. I could do a carry on for one month. I've done it. One month on a carry on. Okay, what's I the could, system? No, I could do I, it. Actually, I, I heard a, I heard you a podcast yesterday where people were talking about it. It was it was a Mark Marin podcast, and he was talking about 
having the boots, but the boots often have metal in them and they can set off the alarm and TSA. They do, yeah. So you have to take yeah, them off. Do. And then but oh if, my you're, God, if, you're wearing, if you wear sneakers or, or Crocs and you look like a schmuck in the airport. Right. But then like right. there's only, but like do you have any, but if you want to go work out, you only have two pairs of boots when you're at the hotel. So, this so what, is, what's the system? So this is the embarrassing bit is that um, my only workout is yoga. So I don't need, well, I wish, I really wish. It's embarrassing. Well, no shoes, no shoes needed. No shoes needed. That's the thing. No shoes needed. And mm. and you don't even, you can have one of those foldable mats, but like you could also do it like on a, on a carpet. So I really want to get into, I'm really interested in your yoga look overall. It's bad. Uh, Cause it's I'm having a tough bad. time imagining it's it. Pretty so bad, you, yeah. I guess if you're, if you're doing it in the hotel, you're probably doing a butt naked Diplo <laughs> style, right? Uh, it's close. <laughs> like I, like I, I, I've had the same one or two pairs of shorts like for eleven years. Yeah, they're like disintegrating. You're not a shorts guy, so that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, no. So like the Nike workout shorts that have the built-in panty liner, you got a couple pairs That's of exactly those. That's exactly what I have. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. And like they, they were black at first, but now they're like this kind of discolored charcoal, and like that little <laughs> swoosh is like kind of all like marbled yes. from mm -hmm. the wash. It's, it's lost all of its iridescent capabilities, and now it's a, oh, it's a yeah, drab matting gray. Yes. But the but the kicker is they don't smell bad they don't smell bad even though decades it's it's seen it's this is a, it's about to see its fourth presidency in america yes and these shorts yes. are still holding up <laughs> yes. not threadbare they're no. just simply discolored there's something to be said about that yeah and then just whatever shitty t-shirt i have left i mean i really uh -huh. i definitely have an inferiority complex towards people who have the discipline to go to the gym um i had a period when i lived in la for two years I went to uh, I went to see a personal trainer and I worked out three times a week. Did you get too Did you get too pulled, big for your suits and you had to kind of scale it, it was back? A little strange. It was a little strange. Like I <laughs> the have, answer is yes. Uh, yeah, you're like, hold on. These are these pectorals are no, kind of. It was uh, like I mean, a, if I just do, I mean, I can't get my shoulders big. You know, I just can't do that. <laughs> yeah, it, it started, but also, yeah, it kind of looked strange i mean i kind of maybe like is there a thing where you can only do arms and like nothing else and like i would just do yoga and then <laughs> just do arms then you can go sleeveless and do all this cool stuff but like the legs can stay tiny i don't know i gotta find out a system i i, I don't have it that's interesting because most people are the other way they're like don't sleep on leg day yes. everyone wants to so avoid why having do they weak say that and you're saying why do they i want to have my legs snatched, are fine snatch little calves the legs like, no. the dave the legs are the legs and ass are, are some of your biggest most powerful muscles that kind of right. like inform everything else but also if he's if he's a yoga junkie you know, you're using your yeah, legs. Yeah, my core a lot. is fine. My legs are fine. Core's I'm, on fleek. My core's fleeked up. But you just want some arms to. You're, you want some arms for the tank tops. It's for the tank tops, yeah, that's exactly. Because right now it. it's I mean, not. Right now it's not. It. And I, I haven't had like the discipline. Like I really, I don't know. This has been the first tour since pre-pandemic, so it's like over five years, and like my system is off. So you know, I'm, I'm very insecure about that bit. But we'll see what happens. I mean, you, you guys, yeah, you guys are big. Um, you guys are big uh, kind of workout people, like real big. I mean, Chris, 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 is, you're, Chris is. I've seen you. You're Jack. You're Jack. Yeah, you got Jack. So, <laughs> but you got, when did you get Jack, Chris? Because I feel like that's all. That's well, Dave, it's, first of all, thank you. Uh, and second of all, it's an ongoing process. Um, yeah. But I would say in the last, I mean, I guess I've been sober for almost like eight years. Uh -huh. So 
I would say that is obviously that kickstart. You were working cause... out when you were on drugs, but it was yeah. It was, it was more so rolling around on the floor looking at. Yeah, your when you're taking when you're taking oxys every day, the <laughs> soul the cycle's seal. hitting yeah. different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the oxy the, the soul cycle's a little different. Um, right. But yeah, I think it's just I I think it's just like you it becomes the need for a routine sure. and like a habit replacement yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And thank God for me, I was able to avoid like gummy worms and and Nicorette and went straight to <laughs> you know went straight to fitness but i also i met yeah. i think i i found that i met this guy we talk about all the, all the time on the show but my trainer in la hunter and he just kind of what a name he made it he i know he just made it like approachable and easy and like fun you know what i mean in this way that i was like oh yeah. i like this you and finally like, found like a guy that you clicked with yeah that's exactly i finally found a man i could i could click with and that's a bit i think that's a thing because yeah. yeah i think that most trainers, Good trainers are, are hard bad. To find. very hard you know very most trainers hard. are bad like, or they're like too macho well or, no you know, i had whatever. an amazing one in la we got along great but like i wasn't looking or feeling the way i wanted to feel and i was having crazy mood swings so like i would like leave the gym then have a craving for like this giant like a peanut butter chocolate smoothie from earth bar so then this is like before the trend of like sugar is bad for you so like i would just like <laughs> scarf down this smoothie and then like next thing you know i'm like i'm real hype and then i'd have a dip then I'd get a coffee, and I just felt like I had these crazy mood swings throughout the day. The Wolverine will do that to you, David. Yeah, I know, right? What you've been David, <laughs> you've been Daviding me. I mean, you, your grandfather didn't do the Dave thing because we go way back, but um, uh -huh. the David thing, I should say. But yeah, I was really, it was, it was strange. And then, um, and then I stopped working out because I was like, ah, this is messed up. And then I started ballooning, and I gained like fifteen pounds. Oh, that's really. I can't imagine you putting on a single pound, which is a, a, where, a where in your body does that go to? I'm not going to tell you guys. That, that's 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 the that is the he's that is he's like fellas. That's barely my therapist. He's like fellas. That's it's crazy. My, my dick got bigger actually when I gained weight. I don't know what it oh is, my guys. God, crazy. I wish. <laughs> But I, but I know I got to get back to it because like, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm older than both of you guys. And like, I was, I've been, I'm, people are starting to say like, when you, when you, you know, when you're at a certain age, like you really have to be, be like build muscle strength. And my parents, right. believe it or not, my parents, like, it's so funny because, you know, I'm the son of two Jewish intellectuals. And I, and I always had this picture of my head in my head of my parents being just like, like these kind of like academics, nerdy academics. Mm -hmm. But m m my dad is jacked. He's ripped. And my mom. Really? Yeah, it's so strange. My, and my mom, they're extremely active. And my mom, um, my mom swims across the lake every day. It, it's just, it's unheard of. This is, <laughs> like, this is, the, this has happened in my life a little bit as well because my mom retired and right. now she just exercises all the time. She looks better, amazing. And it's just like, well, I have time yeah, it's, and like, this is, you know, what am I? Yeah, that's, that's also the thing. That's also the thing is that like, and it, the, the studio lifestyle is extremely unhealthy. And then the touring lifestyle isn't super duper healthy. So I'm going to have to, work, I, I mean, I, maybe I'll talk to you a little outside of the podcast, Chris, because I, I could definitely use some pointers. I, I haven't found really what works, but I'm looking forward to learning about it. It's just, it, it, you know, everything they say about kind of like, the crippling self-doubt and the anxiety that goes with both being a musician and also being a touring artist is true. And it's very hard to kind of muster the discipline and the rigor to go through all that. It's also, it's also, I mean, I remember it when it was intimidating when I was like, I don't think I can do this and That's, I'm an adult man yeah. and I don't really want to like fall over. Yeah. Like I don't want to fail. Yeah. If, you know what I mean? It's like intimidating in that way. I mean, I, I like it. I like, I, 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 I remember when I was really into my workouts three times a week or even when I'm in the 
phase of doing yoga three times a week. Like I, I, I miss it and I feel off when I mm-hmm. don't do it. But then you start falling off and it's so hard to get back into it. I mean, this is all pretty basic stuff. No, but it's it's um, it's it's but, it's, <laughs> but I guess it's like a, it is a time thing. I think for a lot of people, I I make the time. Yeah, but- yeah, you have it too clearly, but but totally, but, totally. But, but but I do find it interesting. You know, when like I feel like somebody needs to write like. I feel like when someone gets jacked, I need kind of a forewarning because then I'll just be on Instagram and be like, oh, okay, they're, they've jacked, they're jacked now. All right, that's the thing. Like, I feel like there could be a thing of like, yo, by the way, I'm going to be jacked. Just FYI, you know, and a trigger warning, the next stories might show me being jacked. If, if you do a natural route to your jackedness, it's a gradual thing that happens over months or years. But when you see somebody who instantly is overnight jacked, do you suspect foul play in terms of hgh or things like that no no okay no 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 my mind doesn't go there mine does <laughs> no i'm just like i'm just like okay like what's the deal like i mean you know what are you going really, through what are you going good through? for you bad for me what are you yeah good for you bad for me what are you going for and then you know like the pull-ups i'm just like okay you know and, it, and also like <laughs> it's just it's to me it's a little it's a little it's it's kind of like a make it really is a makeover it really is a makeover let's be honest yeah it's a makeover no, for sure and so i'm i'm always like all right what are you overcompensating for secondly how can i learn to do that <laughs> thirdly like what ha- like did you i need a warning i need tell something. me everything like, is what you ask yeah, context context yeah yeah context is just, valuable you can't just put the pull-ups out of the clear blue skies i'm just like who is this? You know, that's a good. That's a great example. Do you do you really feel hits- like you have to like when you're doing yoga and you're in like an intense like a hot yoga position or a really difficult pose? Yeah. Do you feel like I'm 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 pumping the the Maklovich out of me or running the Stewart out of me? You know, like that sort of line of thinking of like you have this demon inside of your body that's that you need to just squeeze out. No, the whole no, the Macl- no, the Maklovich in me for some reason I've never gotten him out of me, and he could sing "You suck." How come you can't do a headstand? You suck. You, uh, why aren't you? Getting I knew this better? was about this? the You've headstand. You've been struggling years, with the headstand, do a headstand. haven't you? Yeah. So that's that's yes, one of the hardest yes, poses. Yes. That's one of the hardest poses. But but you notice that you're a better person to your your partner and your friends and your family after you've been through like a heavy workout session. Does that happen to you? Uh, no, no, not really. No, I just feel better. Okay. No, I, I don't think that makes me a better person. Th- no, therapy will make me a better person to people around me. Yoga or workout, not really. In fact, no, it gives me mood swings and I'm tired. No, it, there's no positive, but I just feel better. Okay. I mean, I, again, I, I've been too much of a dilettante about this and I, I need to kind of focus <laughs> about it more. But anyways... That's that's the uh, the yoga uh, part of the conversation, but um, <laughs> your journey, that's your fitness journey, and we're thank you for sharing that. With yeah, us. well, thank and it's it's ongoing and it's kind of has to resume a little bit better. But this is this is where I'm at today, and this is where I'm at now, <laughs> one day at a time, right? One, Chris? one day, one day at, at a time, time right, baby, Chris? one day at a time. Yes, indeed. What is the so? What is now? I know that you were a professor, yeah, and correct at Columbia, correct, and Barnard. Ooh. Okay, so what what were you teaching? um french language yeah uh and then and then like a little bit of french literature mm-hmm. and also translation courses like there was like a lot of french language courses adjacent to like you know sort of different levels of french language and then towards the end i was doing a little bit of french literature which was really fun um but you know a lot of that is just part of being a phd candidate you have to teach yeah sure and then and then and then towards the end i got a job at barnard 
uh, and I was just teaching there for a couple of years. And you were you were doing the band at the same time, though, correct? Yeah, yeah. So the the three first Chromio albums was while I was still a PhD candidate and I was teaching. And it's only album number four and five and now six uh, that that I've been doing making music. Were you or, were you at the end of the road with it, or were you like I have to pick one kind of thing? Um, wait, are you a doctor? No. Okay. <laughs> I wish. There's still time. There's still time. There's still time. There's still time. No, but the pro- no, but people tell me that the problem is like I honestly like I thought about finishing my dissertation, but I really don't like my topic anymore. Mm. And like I, I wish, <laughs> I, I wish you know it's tough with that stuff because you get kind of swayed, you know, like you get oriented and guided by your, your uh, uh, by advisors. Yeah, and you just realize like that wasn't really. But anyhow, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it got to like a point of a quasi burnout um, when I was when I was touring and teaching at the same time. And, um, yeah, like I had some health stuff where I was like, all right, I'm going to need to choose. And, um, there was this thing where like, I, I I was, uh, in the running for a professor position, uh, a tenure track position at Yale. And I told myself, if I get it, then it means maybe that like, you know, academia is the way to go. And Chromio is going to just be like kind Mm -hmm. of a hobby. And then if I don't get it, which I ended up coming second and some other guy got it, but then I was like, okay, maybe, maybe this is, and you know, that and a bunch of health things. And I had to kind of choose and and I went with, with music. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm hoping I can work in like a lot of, uh, I, I hope I can work in more of like the things I've learned and the things I keep from, from the academic world into like, into what I share Um haven't figured out yet how we talked to we talked to this we talked to jim goldberg this photographer um a a couple weeks ago Uh um who was a professor for quite a long time and i guess because he was teaching like art and photography it was like different but i just Uh i can't imagine being as like we're peers basically like i can't imagine being like five ten years ago and and being in that position but also I guess it's different because of what you're teaching, but like some people are just really bad at it, even at that level where you're like, bro, this might, this might not be for you. I teaching. No, I think, I think I was better at teaching than I am in music for sure. I think I was, I think I was really, really, I, I don't, I'm not one to brag as you guys can tell. And I think, what about DJing though? What about DJing? What if, I'm terrible. <laughs> but ever since I saw like that, but, but, but well, I'm good. Like I'm good at like, you're I've not got terrible. A good, no, I've got a good presence and I got better. And now that the CGJs can sync, it it really is yeah. a lot better. Um, and, I've, <laughs> you know, I've got a good presence and stuff and I know how to read a crowd well, but technically I'm terrible. But it's funny. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, you know this. I mean, a lot of DJing is just like kind of like it's like crowd analysis. And, yeah. and also, and also your, your kind of presence behind the deck more and more now that like DJs are, you know, kind of center stage and stuff. So I, I think I'm good at those two things. Um, you know, after that, technically, I don't know how to do much, but whatever. I don't, I think the technical, I mean, I know that you, because of your home life, you know, you've been beaten to your head. The technical ability is the most important thing. Yeah. The per- the person you're comparing yourself to might not make it <laughs> yes. fair compared to the average <laughs> yeah, sibling, I don't know how fair that but, is. but you have, but like you said, this, the presence, you have that front man stage yeah. energy presence and that's not something that you can teach. Yeah. I can teach any fucking loser how to mix two records together and how to be match. This, yeah, this knob yeah, goes loud. This knob goes quiet. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, that, yeah. but like to have that presence on the stage, that swag, the front person energy all eyes on me. Yeah. That's 
Oh, that, yeah. That's that's an, that's unteachable. Yeah, and I, and now that, that's part of what I think. Like, I loved being a professor as well, or being like you know a, a, an adjunct or whatever. All these things. It was really fun, cause, and I grew into it. And I I love the performance aspect. It's funny. I don't feel myself. I don't. I don't think of myself ever, 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 ever as a as a performer. But that that's really what it is in both cases. And I agree with you, Chris. Like the technical aspect of anything is not the most important at all. And 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 even my brother would say the first. No, I mean, of course, of course. I mean, he's he's. T- Touched by God. Too, he's touched yeah. by God technically, but you need the other stuff. Too. Yeah, but but that's you need the other stuff. In fact, the other stuff's way more way more. No, people get um, caught it, up it, in it, technical. I mean, it's like I hate guitar solos. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, I yeah, know you can do that. Like that's great, but like, is the song good? You know what I mean? Well, like, I only like I only like guitar solo. I actually we have surprisingly in Chromio. There's a long tradition of guitar solos, but I like guitar solos that you can sing. Yes, yeah. So yeah, like yeah. for instance, I could sing the Sweet Child of Mine solo. Mm. Right, you can sing the Bohemian Rhapsody solo, the November Rain solo, sing those solos, those solo, any stroke solo you can sing as well. The classic guitar solos you're able to sing front to back. It's their 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 own little song, right? And those are the good ones. Yeah. The noodly ones that are aimless and just meandering, they don't interest us. Mm. I think. So no no Ingve Malmsteen over here. I I don't think so. Eddie, yes, Eddie Van Halen, yeah. but you're but Eddie, you have mm-hmm. to be able to sing the solo. That's that's how I see it anyway. That's a I, great. I've never never heard that me neither before it makes perfect sense me neither i'm thinking metal is kirk hammett singable some of them yes some of them no some of them yes some of them yes and and slash most of his solos are singable and that's why they're so great you know you have to be able to sing the solo like when you hear it you know where it's going next it's part of the song yeah and so that yeah yeah yeah. that's how i always thought about it and that's to me what makes a great guitar solo yeah not all not all solos are bad chris you can't do a blanket stereotype of solos no no i don't mean it like that i just mean it being like i know the kinds that you don't I'm like. just i just mean i know the kinds that being you an like. incredible guitar player doesn't really mean anything to me if if the songs ain't there like i like i think i realize that i like a lot of music by people that aren't necessarily technically very good but they got the they got the touch but that's the best music that's always yeah. the best music like for instance like you know the best disco songs are when the rock bands tried to make a disco song, right? Mm-hmm. Like if if you're a music fan, like the greatest <laughs> disco song of all time is either it's Miss You or it's I Was Made for Loving You by Kiss or it's Rod Stewart. Mm-hmm. These were song, These are songs that were made under duress, under <laughs> pressure. Guys, we need a disco song. We but need this. Disco. We need a disco uh-huh. song. Okay. And they're doing it and it's kind of wrong. But that's what makes yeah, it great. That's right? what makes Whereas, it good. Yeah, that's what makes it like, good. Like and and you know, and I love Earth, Wind, and Fire. But but for me personally, Miss You is a better disco song than a lot of those kind of real technical, real orchestral mm-hmm. disco jams that kind of feel it, they they lack a little bit in charm, right? So mm-hmm. I think in, in a lot of what you're saying, you know, the the self taught, the imperfect, the goofy, the clumsy. That's that's it has a certain vibration to it that that draws mm-hmm. that draws you in, right? Like. An example in pop culture recently was like, you know, when I first, fairly recently, 10 years ago, when I first heard Get Lucky, I think I'm not the first one to be like, this is like, this guy's off pitch. Like, this guy's <laughs> vocal is off. You're talking about skateboard like, What the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah, Pete. And, and he's my favorite, one of my favorite vocalists of all time. But I was like, this is off. It's off. And then yet it becomes the biggest song in the world with a guy that's really pitchy. It's pitchy, pitchy, pitchy. <laughs> and and I think it's that imp- it's those imperfections that really draw you in. It's, well, he's it's a great flavor, example right? of someone who's like absolutely a genius, but like I yeah. don't he's not the world's best drummer. He's not the world's best singer. He's not the world's best rapper, but it almost always works for him. Always um, works, yeah. Because there's a level of swag. There's a level and, of swag. Yeah, I mean he's but he's the world he's the world's best looking guy. 
Yeah, that's you know, that, that's, he, that's, he's that got that. Works, that that's when I say swag. That that's what I mean. Kind of, he's the world's best plays looking guy. Wakes up one day, wears the wears the world's best hat. Wakes up one day, has the world's <laughs> best mustache. Uh-huh. Like he does have a leg up over me. I'll say that much. Over all of us, yes. Uh, yeah, like, well, how do you wake up one day and decide to have the world's best mustache, and then you and then you're like Mister Mustache. Like no, you, he's the, uh, he is the mustache. No, he's he's, he's the like, mustache, skateboard mustache, or mustache P, whatever you want to call it. It's like mustache P does roll. Mustache P does roll off the tongue. Yeah, nice. you can probably skate better than him, though. Yeah, but it's he's skateboard P. You're not skateboard C. Like it's just so crazy <laughs> that like you know. Can you, can you skate, Dave? Nah, I sucked, but I grew up in that generation. Definitely, you know, I, I yeah, sucked. Um, but you know, I think I, man, you know, I'm, everyone I'm, had to a little bit. Yeah. I'm 45. So like, it was really like, you know, the days of airwalk and vision streetwear and mm-hmm. Santa Cruz power Peralta. That was my youth. Definitely. And, and even, even in Montreal, when oh, the streets were icy nine months a year, you could find a way. I mean, it was huge. It was an elementary school, th- th- you know, third grade. I learned what, what vision streetwear was. And, and I, you know, mm, I'm so fortunate to have learned through that because I think that like, skateboard aesthetic like if you grew up with that you understood flavor very early it was one of the first yeah it was one of the first aesthetics that kind of like has this whole postmodern humor that now has become commonplace but you know when you think about like recycling from different cultures like stussy would have the rastafarian mixed with the punk mixed mm-hmm. with the graffiti you know you had like the weird like heavy metal graphics on on you know, the skulls on power peralta you had like the weird it was mm-hmm. really like it was it was so plural and so rich and we got fed those images at such a young age that it conditions your taste so young you know and it's on point Absolutely. it's flawless you know what i'm saying like if you grow up with if you grow up with tumblr you're exposed to like a lot of hashtag aesthetic cool stuff. And, but there's also trash on there. Skateboard aesthetics from the late eighties, early nineties, mid nineties. It's flawless. There's no, there's nothing bad. You, you couldn't afford to not be flawless. It's the pinnacle of everything. It's the pinnacle yeah. of, and there's also, there's also kind of a flavor for everyone. Like, Huge. you know, obviously like, what it's all good like yeah, baseline, all good. but if it's you like really this good. thing a little if you like this thing a little more or this thing a little more there's that yeah that's and represented you got for one you. for the rocker homies yeah exactly and you, def- and you define exactly. yourself that way which was beautiful right like it's like like you've got you've got certain kids that go more for like the weird like hand-drawn planet earth whatever that brand was you know yeah. those, those kind of doodles you had other kids that went for the more like the, the heavy metal more the rasta more the graffiti it was it was amazing i know i sound the like stoner old- homies had the alien workshop bingo yeah yeah jason and- you seem like a world industries guy no shots oh, wow. I, just- <laughs> I, was, I was i was alien i was alien workshop yeah. flavor yeah and, and okay. you know i and, and i i do sound like an old head but i will say that i find this really, really deep bond with people who have grown up sharing the same sort of aesthetic interest as me. Totally. Like someone who grew up with totally. graffiti, whoever they are, like uh, he, he, me and this person will like immediately click. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like, I mean, you have the word one in your name, you know, correct. that's right. <laughs> Dave Warner. That's right. That's where it comes from. It's true. So I was, I was going to ask about your, your graffiti history. Could you tell us a little about, about your journey? Yeah. In the mid '90s, you're a toy. Th- that's for sure. In the mid '90s, <laughs> there wasn't that many avenues for kind of nerdy white kids to be cool. Like, there's just not that many ways to yeah. do it. Your your brother did one of them, and and it's like <laughs> basketball, DJing, rapping wasn't yeah. in the question. 
basketball I, that wasn't me DJing was Alain skateboarding I sucked uh so I really went for the two things first graffiti and then BMX you can only go so far it wasn't even cool by then it was kind of like yeah. 80s it that wasn't was, yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, passe yeah. you know and and then and in my <laughs> and, and and all the rock kids all the 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 sort of rock or whatever kids in my school and in my kind of upbringing they weren't cool like they were they were corny because yeah, yeah, yeah. we were all rock kids and then we were all rock kids but some of us went hip-hop and the other ones mm -hmm. stayed rock and for instance chris you mentioned pavement like i've never heard a pavement song and yet we're basically yeah. the same generation but i never i missed out yeah, on yeah, all yeah. that the last rock music i heard was pearl jam 10 and then it was over really over and it, yeah, that's it. That was the last rock cassette I bought. And then it went from the check your head to the far side, to Cypress Hill, to Beastie Boys, to Tribe. Mm -hmm. I was gone. I was, it was Jizza. It was, you know, gone. But do you, do you ever go back and listen to rock? No. Uh, Pearl Jam before? No, no. That's all gone. Gone. And, and, and one yeah. day I'll go in and like, listen to those kind of like great alternative records from that period, but I've never heard them. I've never, ever, ever, ever heard them. I know stuff from the eighties, the cure and all that. I love, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I feel the same. I mean, I, I, I probably, I'm the same way about a lot of that hit. Like I never cared about a tribe called quest or like far side. Like I knew that stuff from skate videos basically, Yeah. but it, it never captured. I was just, I was into punk but and that, hardcore and like, yeah, but that makes you, but objectively that makes you more corny. I think than we were. <laughs> like like those that was herb shit like you have to learn if you don't grow up with tribe it's an issue we're gonna have to give you like a, 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 a Dave but you know Dave, your dust is showing right now but we'll allow it yeah but we'll I know it. it really is it really is but you know what in a way what I say and this is like this is like the real academic thing to say this is the real professor thing to say you never had a tribe phase you're so lucky because you're going to get to see it and discover it for the first time, oh, right? That's, that's, okay, that's okay, the real great. professor shit. Yeah, you've yeah, never yeah. seen the Mary. You've never seen the movie Paris, Texas. Oh, I envy you because you'll watch it for the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the real. If I could take real. a pill and watch it again for the first time, I would. Yeah, exactly. That's the classic so, thing. So this is a little. This is a little kind of herb on herb. We say herb, herb, herb. <laughs> herb on herb i don't know i think when you is it is it herb calling the herb herb no nah, if you know mob deep by heart you're not a herb i don't care i don't care. I, okay I'm okay. gonna, I, i'll die on that i don't think i don't think herb i think dusty old head I, which yeah. is the, but that's what i say all the time it's like i make fun of all these dusty hip-hop dudes but if, if you know all I'm, the lyrics to slayer songs does that remove you from the herb but category? but but what is what makes you dusty i think is if you don't love the new stuff and you haven't kind of grown with it and, and yeah that's and true, you still that's true. like i don't i don't work from the assumption that this stuff is better than playboy cardi i work from the assumption that this is special for me because it's a golden yeah, totally. era in my life i have memories attached to it and it does re represent objectively a peak moment in the art form mm -hmm. but there's nothing I, i'm not saying like oh the new stuff is terrible i listen to everything all the new mm -hmm. stuff and one day maybe you know with your help or somebody else's help i'll go back and listen to the all, all the rock music i'll I make missed. you i'll make you a little yeah i'll send you our actually yeah you I, know the playlist that we play before our shows maybe maybe we just share that with him jason it's a brit pop explainer it's got all the mm -hmm. all the kind of well there were there was a couple of groups that i really was into but it during that time that kind of seeped through to me but it's because I love their style. Like I think, like Faith No More had the best style because they were kind of dressing like me. They had like big yeah, sneakers yeah. and like graphic T-shirts, and they kind of had a skate thing too, a through line. So I was like, these guys are cool. Yeah. Um. And obviously the Beasties were everywhere. Like that was kind of you know. So 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it was an interesting time. Like when you basically like, you know, I played guitar and I was playing Purple Haze and playing, you know, Jeremy spoke in class today. <laughs> and then like Cypress and I, and then I get the Cypress Hill uh, uh, cassette and I never touched my guitar for like 10 years. <laughs> I never touched my guitar till I started Chromio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it was really like it was it that was it for me and not even to sample it for a walk this way style song <laughs> on the npc maybe to sample it for like a weird guitar david axelrod sounding something on the npc <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. correct let's go correction. let's go okay, let's okay. go correction but but uh but the graffiti <laughs> stuff you know i was never really up but i loved it and i love it still and and, and was dave one your name uh it was one of them yeah and it, it's kind of like a dog whistle. Oh, okay. It's kind of like a dog whistle now, you know, because people, the people that mm -hmm. know that stuff, even though it's, it you is. got me barking, Dave. You got me barking. It, it, <laughs> it's the most dusty old head name, you know, and, and. Uh, it's perfect. And, yeah, it's pretty it's perfect. Funny. It's pretty perfect. Having, having your graffiti name be Dave is, is, I mean, uh, the an ideal graffiti name is four letters. Oftentimes. Four letters. One a syllable. Is good, a is a good letter. E is a good letter. N is, uh, a V is kind of easy. Kind of looks like an A. And D is whatever, but yeah. D gets are, tough for a throw up though, but I don't have to tell you that, Dave. But I, but I, I, I really like talking with graffiti. I like being a dusty old head too. It's just that like you can get into the, these different modes because I love, you know, like luckily with my brother, we're in touch with all these kids too, like just the, the waviest yeah, yeah. of the wavy. And, and I learned a ton from them too. You know, that that's also fun. I'm sure you guys feel the same way. I feel the same way. I think that's what I mean. I feel like I'm just a, we're just dusty heads in different ways, you know, and then we can come together to create an all knowing dusty head kind of conglomerate. But what makes you, know, you dusty is I can't that cover hip hop. Old stuff is better than the new stuff. You're you're still Well, I do really? say that. Okay. I will I will say that. Because well, yeah, because the lemon heads are better than any guitar music I've heard in the last ten years. Yeah, but see, I you think, know what I mean? but I think rock stagnated. And I think this is might might be happening. It did, it did for sure. It did. But but Chris still checks for new stuff all the time. He just That's hasn't amazing. Found something yeah, that I do. I, prefer. I do. Yeah, I do. The, I do. The, yeah. yeah. But then but then so Chris, what's your deal? Like, what about with fashion? Are you like wearing like online ceramics, keys, and stuff? I feel like you're. First of all, first of all, don't disrespect me like that. Uh, no, I'm asking because all, because uh, I know because because I feel like your your fashion stuff is more like of a classicist. To, I mean, um, I just I I want things that are very simple. Like I I think that like yeah. like the way that you've committed and and I'm always so impressed with this because I don't I can't do that. Like I can't right like. It's tough to explain, but like the commitment to being like, this is how I want to look all the time and I love it and it makes me feel comfortable and I'll never deviate from it is so powerful, yeah. but I don't have that in me. I just want to wear jeans and a t-shirt and some penny loafers. But that's commitment. Which is, but that is a commitment. That's that's commitment, but it's an, it's it feels like an easier commitment to make. Let's say that. Nah, I don't know. It's a commitment though. Like penny loafers are uncomfortable, like especially if you buy like the real <laughs> ones, like the bass. I remember at one point when I was trying to wear those and like I got blisters everywhere. And then like in the summer, you can't wear socks with them. It hurts. It hurts everywhere. Yeah. I think that's a pretty cool commitment. And I guess also, it is. I guess I'm committed my own way. I guess that's no, true. You are. And also and also like it's almost this Buddhist thing because you're tempted. You're so tempted to wear maybe a T-shirt with a graph in the odd time that you love a graphic t-shirt and you're like no, i'm not gonna do it you're tempted to probably wear like you you'll see someone with a dope vintage shot you know and you're like hey, i no. can't do that that's a great I can't, I can't that's a great example of something i cannot do i love the way that shit looks on everyone but me yeah. he will he will he will double tap it but he won't put it in the cart yeah double tap no cart. this is the last time actually it's funny it's funny this happened to me last last week i i saw this pair of 
Celine sunglasses on a bill on like a bus stop uh, ad. And I was like, damn, I think that's Nick Cave's son, but I think I could pull yeah, those is, off yeah. too. You know what I mean? And, but you can't, so you can't bring yourself to do I, it. I went to the Celine store. Uh, the guy like finds him, try them on. And I'm like, I think these are pretty cool. I like thought they looked good. I really liked them. I couldn't buy them. What if you just scrape scrape the brand off from the side? No, it wasn't even the branding was pretty minimal. It wasn't even that bad. So it was more you? just like the principle. It was just like it just felt like a statement that that and you, I you I'm weren't not ready to slip into looking. a new identity. That's how powerful yes. this, this yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how powerful Celine is as a brand. Wow. That's exactly honestly. What about you, Jason? What what are your dilemmas sartorially? Um, <laughs> or, or you're like going for like the you're going for like I embrace the schlub thing is that is that kind of more <laughs> i don't know i'm asking that's exactly that's right that's, that's exactly right well put dave well <laughs> for me uh because of my extreme height the amount of things that fit me are are pretty slim to nil so i've i've reached like a zen like acceptance that 99 percent of things are not going to ever work for me so right without well, i guess what's what's it called um when you have too many things available on netflix paralyzed by choice oh something wow. yeah some is some like uh yeah like the paralyzed by choice of the dilemma of having everything uh -huh. available for you and you can't choose to me. It's like you can have this or this, right? Which one do you want? So I don't, I don't think about clothes or fashion whatsoever. It's just like the, the do the things I do have that magically fit me. I hold on to them forever. And yeah, I I'm grateful that I have enough money to, you know, sometimes buy things that are expensive or get, pants that are custom made or something like that right. but otherwise right. i don't even think about it that's cool that's a good place to be so it's not really a dilemma right when you when you fit nowhere you fit everywhere is what mm. i said oh wow that's damn jason's third eyes open um <laughs> it is <laughs> um well last question last question day before we leave you do you uh do you miss music criticism I, I loved your reviews back in the day oh wow um classic reviews classic see people yeah a lot of people don't know that it's funny you know i Sorry to go on a tangent. But, is that uh, is that private info? Is that private info? Should I cut that? No, or? not at all. Not at all. Okay. No, not at all. It's funny. Before we... Okay, I, I don't want to go over time, but I, I'll just share a, a train of thought I had. Sure, no, please. Because before before um, before this interview, I was trying to like anticipate what the tone of the conversation would be or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And like, there's so much of that, the podcast kind of uh, parlance that's that veers into like the edge lordy kind of whatever yeah, you want to yeah. call it like I, I don't follow it closely but I, it makes its way that's sort of like the come town adjacent discourse doesn't make its way to me mm -hmm. and I, i've always wondered like why that stuff kind of doesn't leave an impact it doesn't scandalize me but it also doesn't titillate me and then i was like wait you were in an editor advice for nine years like you guys kind of wrote that book you know what I'm saying? Like, it yeah, just, you, yeah uh, you did that. We, we, we kind of, you know, although, although, uh, with much, with a lot of borrowing from ego trip magazine for the real nerds that want to do the, the, sure. the, the archeology. span Right. But, but, um, but it's funny because that kind of sensibility, and again, maybe that's me being a dusty old head, but I was like, I, I know this. I'm familiar with this. This doesn't even feel. No, that's, right? I've never, th I've never thought about yeah. that. And we've talked a few times on the show about how good Vice was in its, you know, heyday of making the magazine and how funny it was and, it was and, and how, yeah, you know, it was just important. Hey, it's so hard. To, it's, it's so hard to say this. It's impossible to say this. But, you know, these are guys I know really, really well and that I've grown up with in formative years of my life. But but old school Gavin mm -hmm. was one of the funniest pop culture journalists oh, yeah. and most innovative 
pop culture journalists of our generation, like hands mm-hmm. down, right? And then and then what happened happened. But like before that, even though there was like rumblings of it, the guy's pen was incredible, right? You, we can say this. He was been, sick with the we pen. We can say that. Both both of these things can be true. Yeah, you can be. Well, you he's can sick turn with the pen. You, you can become a a, a a Nazi afterwards, and like <laughs> we don't fuck with that part of you. But like, if you're able, he's sick with the pen. He's sick with the Fred Perry as well. Right, right. But it, but the early days, yeah. the early days, do's and don'ts from like 2002. You know, he oh, he wrote yeah. all those himself, and so it's kind of similarly. Yeah. I wrote all the rap reviews for nine years under different pseudonyms. And uh, some great pseudonyms too. Yeah. I, I never saw that as music criticism because like for me, music criticism is more of a long form thing and that can be mm-hmm. hit or miss, but I, I do find it interesting. I have to kind of condition myself differently because with Chromio, like, you know, a lot of critics have a field day with us and they really have shat on us at different points for different times. So I, I kind of have to look at it a little bit differently, mm-hmm. even though I do enjoy it. It was more like kind of finding a funny discourse about music that I found to be very entertaining when the commonly accepted notion wasn't highlighting this genre music, mm-hmm. right? So, so uh, you know, long story short, like people of my sensibility found really endearing humor in Wu-Tang or G-Unit or whatever mm-hmm. that we wanted to share with in Fat Joe, you know, Rockefeller that we loved to share with people. And it was, it was, it, it felt great because a lot of people did not see that inherent humor. Yeah, the yeah. rappers themselves saw it, their friends saw it, but mm-hmm. the, the discourse around it wasn't highlighting it. So it was, yeah. it was the challenge was communicating. You, I, and we need to educate these people. Cameron has been saying all this amazing stuff over here, you guys, yeah. and you don't know about it. It's my job to, or you, or you to ed- do, educate. Or you don't know that it's yeah, hilarious yeah. Yes, and that he, he also. finds it hilarious. His friends find it hila- hilarious, but sometimes, the, mm-hmm. but somehow the discourse about it is like yeah. really stern and boring, right? So that's mm-hmm. that's kind of where we felt like we were making a contribution. A translator. Yeah, it's not... You know, like, you guys know this because you're both specialists in, in a lot of domains. It's not always, it's not translating. It's basically like showing someone how to appreciate something that's hiding in plain sight. Mm-hmm. And then when they see it, their appreciation for it, whatever this thing is, is is enhanced, you yeah. know? So you're just like sprinkling the MSG on something. Anyone can read a book. Anyone can listen to music. Anyone can watch a movie. The only goal that people who make this discourse about these things, our only goal is to give you the little MSG so that when you read it and you watch it, like you, Chris, with Tribe for the first time, <laughs> or me with Pavement for the first time, our experience will be enhanced by yes, the guidance. Yes, yes, Right? Wow, that was a, that was a little pedantic. No, no, no. That, that, that was along for the ride. Okay, okay. We were we were tapped in. No, look. Thank you for jo- jo- okay, thank okay, you okay, for okay, joining okay. us on how long gone. It was a pleasure, Dave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was this was this like a less not edgy enough? I'm like no, no. Been this, talking this is, about we don't we're not. We have been talking about Palestine for two we're, hours. We're not. No, okay. We're not edgy. Okay. No, that's not what we. Yeah, do. we're not we, really we, a, an edgy podcast. We're kind of you know we're we're just kind of regular dudes. We'll have a, f- yeah. a few little off color remarks, but. We stay out of politics, yeah. or we at least try to, but we also know that we're all humans and we make some jokes that could offend some people, but we don't really cross that line into the dark edgelord stuff. Right, and you guys are very, very, very self-aware, right? Like there's a lot of like self-deprecating. Crippling. Humor, which I think, yes. you know. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Cripplingly. Cripplingly. Which I think is the prerequisite. That does make a difference. Right, that's like, that's kind of. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, you have to. Cool. Well, yeah, you, you guys to. have been trying to get me out of here for, for 10 minutes, and I feel like I overstayed. That's it. not but, true. All right. No, cool. no, no. Well, <laughs> no, no, with no, you no, and no. every other guest, you know, it. The good stuff happens at the end. The it's great true. stuff happens when you when you turn record off. Yeah, it's like the accidents that happen 10, 10 minutes from your house. All right. Well, Dave, it was it was a pleasure. Uh, Thank you. Have for a good have a good, have a good show. No, long overdue. Thank you so much for having me. That guys. was great. We loved it. Of course, we'll see you soon. We'll see you soon, All bro. Right, later.